What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins, and today's episode is going to be digging into a disastrous 27-17 loss at the hands of the Indianapolis Colts to push the Miami Dolphins to 1-3 and on the regular season. Had the opportunity to be at Hard Rock Stadium for the game, so I'm going to give you all of my impressions on what went wrong and where the Dolphins go from here. Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs here, Locked On Dolphins, director of scouting at draftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, the, the tone is not going to be as solemn as it was against the Raiders. Uh, but it's probably because kind of the sticker shock of what this season has become uh, is not as severe today as it was a week ago after the Dolphins lost to the Raiders. Uh, I woke up this morning embarrassed to be a fan of the Miami Dolphins, which is really, really hard, a hard place for me to get to. If you've been listening to Locked On Dolphins for any extended period of time, And if you haven't, thank you. And if you have, thank you for making Locked On Dolphins uh, your first listen to make sure you get all of your Dolphins fixed on every given day. Um, But I I am very passionate about this team. I I love this football team. and I think that's, that's why I'm embarrassed this morning the way that I am. And I was embarrassed walking out of the stadium yesterday. And it was because this team is just broken. It's not that they're untalented. You know, obviously the quarterback situation is problematic right now. Obviously the offensive line is a work in progress. But this defense has talent. You can see it up front. Wilkins, Agba, Jalen Phillips, Zach Sealer making plays. Jerome Baker is a very physically talented linebacker. Elandon Roberts showcasing the ability to fly around and play the run. They have a very talented secondary. Very talented secondary. And yet the defense, it's not even Ben don't break anymore. It's like you almost get the sense that it's what's the use late in games. Offensively, you have all of these toys and you refuse to use them. Special teams, second team all pro guy, can't catch a punt to save his life. We're jumping off sides on a fourth and three punt, in which it wasn't even a punt block that was called. So what are you jumping off sides for? Coaching, Brian Flores spent the last three off seasons in South Florida preaching the TNTs, the things that take no talent, that can help you as a football team. Don't have a winning edge. Don't beat yourself. Play smart. Know your assignment. Execute your responsibility. The Dolphins didn't do any of that. They didn't do anything on any of the three phases, plus coaching. This is a a fundamentally bad football team right now. This is an objectively bad football team right now. And it's not 
for lack of talent in a lot of places. And that tells me this team is broken. Something is broken about the Miami Dolphins. And I don't know what buttons you're going to have to push to fix it. I genuinely don't. That's the most demoralizing part for me. As I'm somebody in my personal life, professional life, my passion for football, I like exploring and and providing explanations and providing context and, and offering solutions. I don't have any solutions right now. Not for this football team. And I don't mean to be melodramatic, but but we talked last week, right? I said we're taking the the long the 2021 aspirations hat off and we're putting the evaluator hat back on. That's going to continue on this show. I can tell you one thing. I can, I cannot survive another 13 games this season hosting the show with the same process that we had last year on a 10 and 6 season. We're evaluating. We're looking for franchise cornerstones and keystone players and translatable players to the future. And we're also evaluating everything about this team because I think it is pretty clear. And you will have a hard time finding a greater supporter of Brian Flores than I have been. But the message that you've spent three years delivering as a coach is nowhere to be found. They're not playing smart. They're not playing discipline. They're not beating themselves. They're scatterbrained. They're playing like they're distracted. They're not focused. Which makes me wonder, you know, Brian Flores, are you doing things differently this year, maybe out of necessity than what you did last year, that is having an overall impact on the entire team? Look at the offensive side of the football. You had an experienced offensive coordinator in Chan Gailey that you could delegate the offense to. There's quite a few people out there who probably owe Chan Gailey a little bit of an apology after watching what in the hell sorry excuse of football offensively the Dolphins have put on display the last three weeks. Jalen Waddell, three catches in the, in the opening game script, completely disappears throughout the game before them. Mike Gusecki, zero presence in the football game until the fourth quarter. Devontae Parker's dropping passes left and right, and he's the only guy that Jacoby Brissett wants to throw the football to in the heart of the football game. Miles Gaskin gets two carries, and I understand Malcolm Brown's better in pass protection right now. I get it. Maybe you want to run the back out on some routes, too. I don't know. And it wasn't just play design. Right? Like the the flow of the game, there is no flow of the game offensively for Miami. But it was the lack of execution from Jacoby Brissett, the Jalen Waddle play. I'm sure you've seen the dots. Uh, Marcel Jean Louise shared it. They ran a play. They ran Devontae on a vertical route. 
They ran Jalen Waddle on the deep over route from the far side of the field, and they leaked the running back out into the flat on a max protect play action shot. And Jalen Waddle on the deep cross, he ran this route 18 million times at Alabama and got a ton of yards off of it. He didn't have a single soul within 15 yards of him. And Jacoby threw the ball down into the flat. What are you doing? What are you doing? That read is designed to go, one is the vertical, two is the cross, three is the flat. I don't know that Jacoby looked at anything. I genuinely don't know if he looked anywhere on the field other than just, oh, ball's going down in the flat. Listen up, Dolphins fans. We have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Listeners of Locked On Dolphins are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill out. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price to pump. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And here's there's no catch. The catch gets added right back into your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal, or Amazon gift card, or any other e-gift card brand. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. If you want good news, and obviously I flew down on Friday night, there through the game on Sunday. This the the fan fans that I had a chance to meet, and and there were plenty that I still did not manage to link up with on Sunday. But guys like Adam and Big Tal and Andy, I want to shout those guys out because those are some guys, Dolphins fans, that I had a chance to meet on Sunday. Hospitality through the roof. Andy, shout out. Great tailgate. Big Tal hooked me up with a drink, talk a little Dolphins football, a little UCF football. Adam, glad you managed to come up find me. That was the highlight of this trip for me. There is no highlight on the field other than perhaps Jalen Phillips' play. It is a crime that he was flagged for a face mask on a sack that would have forced the Colts to kick a field goal and instead extended the drive in which Miami had their backs broken. It's a crime. Roger Goodell, I saw you sitting next to Stephen Ross up there in your box. I hope you made notes. This officiating was terrible for Miami. Second straight, a number of bad spots. But Miami's problems extend so far beyond just bad refereeing and a bad penalty call. I loved seeing Jalen Phillips turn on the switch. I think he's heating up. I still have a ton of hope for a lot of this 2021 draft class. Eichenberg, Holland, Phillips, Waddle, even Hunter Long, who did not dress. Uh, that's an exciting forecast, 
for a young group of four players uh, for a roster that has its flaws, but is not as talentless as they feel right now. I mean, and let's be honest, guys. Like, you play Tampa Bay this week. New England made Tampa Bay look mortal. But are we going to sit here and, and act like Miami with what they choose, they elect to do offensively in a lot of cases, is doing with the football? And, and I do think there were some opportunities for them to take a shot from a uh, play-calling perspective, uh, but the quarterback did not. Uh, but the, again, the, there's no flow to anything that they're doing. They had almost double the offensive yards over their final 14 plays and two possessions than they did in the first three quarters of the game combined. I don't care whether Jacoby is executing the reads, not executing the reads. At some point, the coaches have to say, throw the damn ball down the field. And when I say this team is broken, I can think of no better example than this. We spent a lot of time in the offseason speculating about what this this team was going to be, what this offense was going to be. You're bringing in all these receivers. You're bringing back all these receivers. They feel like they're a team that's engineered to pass, to set up the run. You look at the defensive side of the ball. They continued to upgrade the options in the secondary. They brought in Jalen Phillips and Adam Butler. Your hope and expectation, well, it feels like they're trying to get into a place where they don't have to blitz as much. So you take all those personnel decisions and you project that into what you know about the team, what you know about the weaknesses it has last year, and you try and make some prognostications on where the team is going to go from here. Through four games, the Dolphins are none of those things. None of them. All of the logical explanations for, okay, they're bringing in these pieces and there's kind of how things would fit together and just kind of looking at the roster, you'd think it would go this way, pass to set up the run, probably spread and space the field a little bit. They don't do it. They're close to the vest. They're, They're boring in the run game. They're largely boring in the pass game. They don't want to take a lot of deep shots down the field. They don't want to empty out and space the field despite having all these athletes that should be able to defeat man coverage. It's like, where's the disconnect? Specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Like, there needs to be a message delivered. And, and you know, that's part of me wonders if that's part of the problem for the entire team is if Brian Flores has to spend more of his time collaborating on the offensive side of the ball. And that's a whole nother conversation. How was this the group of offensive coaches that you could get your hands on? I said this earlier in the show. You will have a very hard time finding a more 
pro Brian Flores outlet than I am based on what he did in the first two years of his tenure here. But if this offensive coaching staff is the best that you can slap together in year three, there's something going on because it shouldn't be this hard to find somebody to bring to South Florida to play with a top five pick at quarterback. Maybe the problem's the quarterback. Maybe the problem's the coach. Maybe the problem is the culture and what happened with Chan Gailey, where it felt like Chan Gailey kind of got ran out of town last year, right? When lo and behold, there's a lot of fans that probably should be apologizing to Chan Gailey. I'm sorry, you should. The revelation came out this offseason that neither Fitz nor Chan Gailey knew about the quarterback change before it was publicly reported. So whoever made that decision did not share with the offensive staff that the quarterback was going to be changing. And then Tua comes out and publicly says, I didn't really know the playbook. And this is not a shot against Tua. Tua was a rookie last year. Worked on rehab so that he was physically capable of playing football. There's no shame in him not knowing the playbook. But people wonder why all the quote-unquote good plays were out there for Fitz. It's because he could change things at the offensive line because he knew the offense. At least Brian Flores didn't have to probably you know, have his hands all over constructing an offensive game plan last year. I'm not going to sit here and say Chan Gailey was assistant of the year or even a good offensive coordinator, but he wasn't the scapegoat. Everybody made him out to be. We're seeing the grass ain't always greener on the other side. You could sign me up for Chan Gailey for the next 13 games. I'd take it in a heartbeat. Guy's been around the block, knows how to build a script. Listen up, Dolphins fans. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part is there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Here's how you know just how good Built Bar is. So I show up at one of the tailgates uh, yesterday at the game, Andy, and uh, he's like, can I get you a drink? We're cooking some food. By the way, do you want a Built Bar? He goes into his truck, comes out. He's got a handful of Built Bars. He's like, you need one? This man is living the dream. Tailgate the Dolphins with cases full of Bilt Bar. He understands, just like I understand, Bilt Bar. Top of the first round protein bar. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. 100% chocolate on all their bars. they got nine different delicious flavors to choose from. Right now, you can visit BiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, to save 15% off your next order. Think as, as I 
trying to wrap my head around what in the hell has happened to this football team. There are issues that we currently don't know about. And that's all that I know is you're starting to hear the rumblings and you've kind of heard about some dissent in the building. And I don't think it's between Brian Flores and Chris Greer, but I do think Chris Greer will be the first one to go if a big picture change is forced upon this team. But there's not all is well. And I don't really know who the culprits are yet. And in a lot of these instances, time provides information and clarity on what is wrong. I think a, a great example of this is uh, Ace Per Head YouTube channel. Did a great kind of story of Stephen Ross's tenure with the Miami Dolphins to this point in time. And he talked about you know, when he first bought the team and Parcells and his presence and Parcells left because Ross mismanaged that relationship. And he was just intimidated by Bill Parcells. So then it's the Ireland-Sperano feud, which feeds into the... Uh, Philbin and Aponte versus Ireland feud. Uh, and then they couldn't find a GM. And in the midst of you know the Tony Sperano stuff, there's the courtship of, of Jim Harbaugh, which kind of the Dolphins took that on the nose, right? That was bad. You can't be courting another head coach when you have a head coach under contract. You just can't do it. And it comes all the way up, and, and I, I thought that that video was, was really spot on up until the end of 2019. Uh, some of the speculation and in that video kind of, it, at the end of it, they, they tried to find, like, okay, like who's the root cause of everything that's going on? I've heard some things personally that are in conflict with some of the things and conclusions that he had drawn. But everything from 2019 back is like, yeah, it's pretty well established at this point, right? So would like to think we'll get a little bit of distance between whatever's happening right now and we're going to figure out what, what's going on and where the hardship is. But the only thing that I can really feel like is a presence of, of dissent right now is there it continues to be the black cloud rumor mill of a different quarterback that hangs over this Dolphins football team. And if everybody there is not on the same page, I really don't know. I really don't know if the Dolphins can get past it until they make a decision on just do the damn thing or don't do the damn thing. But it it feels like that storyline runs the risk of derailing this entire season beyond whatever it already has, right? Like there's fundamental flaws in coaching. There's fundamental flaws in certain parts of the roster, the lack of experience in the offensive line. There's a lack of execute, a painful lack of execution in pretty much every phase of the game. The team is broken. I don't know what needs to change to fix it. 
But I also don't know that I trust those in decision-making positions right now to assess and identify the problems either. So that's the really scary thought. You can be a good team with bad coaching. You're probably not going to win a championship, but you need to have high-level play on the field. Well, Dolphins don't have that right now. And the end result is a team that gets shelled 17-27 to by a winless Indianapolis Colts team on the road, missing a little less than one-third of their starters in this football game. Yikes. It's going to be a really bumpy couple of weeks. We'll see what changes the Dolphins cook up to potentially facilitate uh, some better product and results. But I'm going to be honest, guys. Like I don't know that it's coming. There's no benefit of the doubt to be had anymore. It's a, you're going to be really good for me to get to a place as a Dolphins team, based on the last 15-year sample size, to come into a schedule and say, okay, you should beat these teams on the schedule. The Dolphins should get none of that. Every game is going to be a game. There's no benefit of the doubt to be had. And we're going to continue as best as we can from outside the building to evaluate the variables in play. I think we should understand there's a lot of dynamics that we don't see and don't understand. But we all see this team is broken. That's the only word to describe the Miami Dolphins right now. And I don't know how it gets fixed. I don't know who's going to ultimately pay the price for how it became broken. I don't know that there is a pathway to salvage this where everybody gets to stay in place at the end of the year. But we're going to keep evaluating. This this podcast is going to keep being here for you guys. The tone's going to be a little different. The focus is going to be a little bit more on who needs to stay, what kind of skill sets do they have, are they translatable to different kind of offenses and defenses and so on and so forth. And just for, we're going to be prepared. We're going to be prepared for whatever decisions are made at the end of the year. Because they are in a better spot than they were in 2019. It doesn't feel like it, and that's what hurts Right, Because you were sold on this vision. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to build it up. We're going to get to the end of this process. And we're going to have a sustainable long-term winner. Well, we're worse off on the field product right now than we were for good portions of the 2018 season. After we quote-unquote did it the right way. That's what burns us. That's what hurts. I understand it because I feel it too. The big picture view of this franchise They're in a better spot. They're better positioned to flip a switch quickly if changes need to be made and the right changes are made and the right investments are made. And we're going to have a chance and an opportunity to explore all of that. And I'm personally going to use the next 13 games, the next 14 weeks, to continue to evaluate who's in positions here, who needs to stay, who do we need to hitch our wagon to, who can we build upon, who still has hope from a developmental standpoint, Because that's all that I can do. I can't provide you with the magic answers, and I'm not going to get into a bunch of uh, speculation or gossip. 
we're going to take what we know. I'm going to do what I know, which is evaluate the game of football. And we're going to try to find some answers for this team because it sure as hell doesn't seem like they've got them for themselves right now. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on the show. Thank each and every one of you for your listenership. Thank each and every one of you who I had a chance to interact with down at Hard Rock Stadium uh, on Sunday against the Colts. Here's to better days ahead, and here's to some more clarity on what exactly needs to happen for this team to get their head on straight. Fins up.